0: Welcome to Wine Country Women with Michelle Mandreau, the podcast for wine enthusiasts who are curious, not only about what goes in the bottle, but the remarkable women who make these distinctive winemaking regions so special. Each week, Michelle introduces you to a prominent woman and takes a peek inside her life.
1: Welcome to today's Wine Country Women podcast, I'm Michelle Mandreau. And I'm talking with Christina Torres, who is the Director of Sales and Marketing at Miramar Estate Vineyards and Winery. She is also featured in Wine Country Women Heritage Families. Christina, thank you so much for being with me today. So good to be with you. This is going to be great. We are outside at your winery on a spectacular summer day. And I can't wait to have this time with you to get acquainted and learn all about you Mm
2: -hmm. it's a real pleasure thanks michelle
1: what was your first job before (laughs) you came to work here at the winery what did you do
2: i mean it was like looking cute by my mom's side (laughs) while she was uh promoting the wines that was probably my first job Uh, and then it was like oh pouring some wines even though i got a lot of questions about young lady should you be pouring wines i mean the first job where i got paid that's hard i mean i have pretty much always yeah i've i was especially through high school um i was i was working here and i generally wasn't paid but uh <laughs> child labor <laughs> that's not good <laughs> yeah but then okay here's like after high school my first job not in the family business I believe it was a summer I spent working in Champagne at the uh, not so shabby Paul Roger. I was at the bottling line. I worked um, at the bottling line and it was surely manual labor. And, you know, I learned a lot from that. So have you always
1: worked in the wine business? (laughs) Pretty,
2: pretty much. Um, Pretty much. I always knew that i wanted to follow in my mom's footsteps i will say there was there was a two-year period right after undergrad where i knew i wanted to be in the wine business and continue in the wine business but was really interested in being in a different industry for two years and as a 21 year old with the world as her oyster uh, i chose fashion which is a lot more difficult to just oh i'm gonna do this for two years than i I realized. <laughs> uh, so that was a good kick in the butt uh, as well. It took me to Paris, which sounds very glamorous and. Some parts were, but a lot of it wasn't. OK,
1: but. well, tell us just a little <laughs> bit more about that, because that okay. sounds pretty spectacular.
2: It was honestly, this is also thank you to my uh, EU citizenship as a Spanish citizen that I was able to go to go there. I was working first uh, for a company that's now sugar ink or pop sugar here in the States, and then was working in Paris first as a salesperson on the floor at a mango store in paris uh with my like princeton economics degree oh to- my to- in hand um so yeah it was it was a real kick in the butt and that was pretty much what i was looking for I at might that say. time yeah to to be another member of the team and and to get a different perspective from a different industry that i saw
1: overlap some overlaps with the wine industry. Yeah, well, sales and marketing Mm -hmm. and transferable skills for sure. Mm -hmm. When did you decide (laughs) that wasn't for you and I need to get back to the family business?
2: Oh, that did not take long. So I lasted at Mango, you know, like five months and I was at this other uh, store, George Rush, And so it was like a total of like 21 months uh, quote unquote in fashion and I was ready to get back into the wine business.
1: And so when you came back, what did you start doing? So
2: this was really in line with my whole MO of getting experience outside the family business. Um, And so I wanted to get experience in the wine industry outside of, of, my family's businesses. So I worked for a UK wine importer and distributor first um on the sales team as a sales rep hitting the pavement uh in London and that was so valuable, tough, so valuable. Right. A lot of rejection. Um, but hey, another fantastic city to live in in London. Lucky yes. me and Lucky really <laughs> and then i spent another year um working as the brand manager for the french brands for this distributor so using my my french and kind of learning more about the the behind the scenes on the marketing for a
1: distributor or retail or wholesaler and why was that so important to you
2: it it's so, it was so valuable and is so valuable. Our our wines at Mari State, Estate, we work very closely um, with both export distributors and importers and uh, in the three tier system in the US. So having that real understanding of what the day to day is, I think is priceless. Cause I had done plenty of market work even by that age of like ride with, with a sales rep, but being the one doing it every day, oh boy, it's a different story. So I think it really, yeah, this, this experience, all these experiences have allowed me to to put things in perspective, to be sure at least to try and always keep things in perspective. Um, I think it's really enabled me to, to do that.
1: So when did you finally think it was time for you to come to the family business? Ah,
2: so it wasn't until so after the UK, I went to business school full time for two years, uh, MBA at Wharton and then spent two more years getting some experience with the wonderful Jackson family wines, a fantastic company, also family owned. And I was primarily doing marketing there, but really, uh, wonderful experience seeing different parts of the business as well. And so finally the time came, Christina, the planner, I had planned it all out. (laughs) And the time came in January of 2020 to join the business. Of course, I had not planned for what I had coming two months later, COVID. I mean, it's been quite the ride, to put it <laughs> to put it mildly.
1: Yes, it has. <laughs> a very unusual beginning, for sure. But maybe an easy way to ease into the business. Let's put a positive spin on it there. What is some advice that you've gotten along the way, along your career so far, that stands out?
2: Well, there are two kind of, I don't know if they're mantras or not, but two things that I really stick with me first is especially as a leader now leading our team or at least helping lead our team clear is kind I find it's not always easy to be clear but being clear about expectations what I'm looking for how I measure success what works for me of course, understanding also from my team member, what works from him or her, what doesn't work, what do you need from me? Clear is kind. I spend a lot of time and energy on this communication with team members. Cause I think that's so important and it's building a foundation for a partnership that where I, I find they're yeah, so important, so important to me, to our business, but even just on a personal level. And the other, perhaps, is people buy from people. And this business is so much about relationships. You have to have a good product. That you have to, but almost everyone has a good product. So it's the people, it's the people, it's the relationships, it's the connections. And that's also what excites me, Probably in my day-to-day, what excites me is when I make connections, whether it's with a team member or with, you know, a guest in the tasting room or a club member who's shared that, oh, they shared this wine, you know, for their engagement or for a birthday, like that just gives me so much energy so much joy
1: mm. for sure <laughs> top moment of your career so far or is it too early to tell it might
2: be it might be early i mean seeing the year end 2020 numbers in terms of how I led, but had a lot of help executing growing our website and online sales, growing them 700% year over year, Mm -hmm. growing our DTC wine sales 20% year over year with the tasting room being closed for four months out of the year. I'll I'll list
1: that one. (laughs) There you go. What do you think you'll be bringing to Mm -hmm. the family business as you move forward with it? Right, right. I think
2: my belief in our team and knowing how well we can work together and how we can have some fun along the way, I think this is something that that I am bringing to the table in terms of like making this a place where we are pushing each other. I want team members who are asking me questions and pushing me just as much as I'm asking questions and pushing them. So I think bringing great people to the team And offering them room for growth even within a small winery making this a fun exciting and rewarding place at times challenging but a rewarding place to work
1: how will you define success for yourself
2: that's a hard one because I've realized over the last I don't know 15 months this fascinating period that um I never quite seem to be satisfied. And I've got to learn to <laughs> take my wins and not be so hard on myself. I'm going to s- stick with this thread of like having great people and keeping great people, mm-hmm. finding and keeping great people.
1: I think in this environment that that will define success because mm-hmm. I think it's hard to find great people and, mm-hmm. and, and keep them. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the wines a little bit. How much wine do you make? We make
2: about seven to 10,000 cases per year. Okay. Something like that.
1: You won't like this question. I know you probably love all of your wines, <laughs> just like they're your children, but what's the hidden gem in the portfolio?
2: Ah, uh, Well, this is an easy one for me, despite, yes, each wine is like a child. No, I don't have children, but... Um, There's a wine with my name on it. It is a very nice wine. It's our Christina Pinot Noir, uh, our barrel selection, really our best of the best. It's Pinot from this vineyard, from the Russian River Valley, and it is the wine that has the most potential for aging that we really believe most reflects this piece of land, the terroir here.
1: Do you think there is a characteristic that's unique to a Marimar wine that stands out?
2: Well, I think it's a combination of a few things. I think balance, elegance, and then a quote-unquote old-world sensibility. Wines that pair really well with
1: food, that are meant to age. This is our style. And when someone comes to the winery, what do you hope? their takeaway is? They come and it really feels like
2: you're entering someone's home when you come visit us. And that's because, well, this is our home. And the winery and the tasting room are built in the style of a masia or Catalan farmhouse. So it's it's like you're walking into someone's home in the middle of Catalonia, Spain. And it's a feel that we have great wines, great food. We do tapas and wine pairing. We don't take ourselves or wine too, too seriously. The focus is on enjoying good wines, good food, good company in a way that's really approachable and sincere, authentic,
1: inviting.
0: Learn more about the women who live in wine country when you purchase one of our lifestyle books at winecountrywomen.com.
1: Let's shift to your personal life. Where do you live? What town do you live in? Or do you live on the property?
2: Uh, I live off the property, very close, uh, just in town in Sebastopol. I actually just bought a place um, at the at the beginning of, of this year, of 2021. Okay, yeah.
1: in Sebastopol. Of all the places
2: you could have <laughs> picked, how did you
1: pick Sebastopol?
2: Oh, well, I did try. I actually, so I moved here and I lived in Santa Rosa for a bit. And the big reason, in all honesty, I have my Yoga studio that, of course, I haven't been to since COVID, which is in Santa Rosa, and I was like, okay, it's got to be like close to the winery, but still not too far from the yoga studio. I have to give a shout out to Three Dog Yoga in Santa Rosa, and Anna McLawhorn is fantastic. Yeah, I mean proximity to the winery, but I, I mean, I'm very aware that. Uh, I've got to be spending more time out of Sebastopol because uh, th- this is not working for me at the moment. So it's something I'm aware of and won't be, yeah. I love it here, but I gotta get out more. <laughs> I used to get out all the
1: time. Oh. Now you oh. work and live in the same town. Yeah, yep. <laughs> Well, we know you're gonna work on that, but getting back to your home, if we take a step inside your home, what would we see? What's your decorating style? What's, what's the color scheme?
2: Ah, so I love blue and like greens and blue, like dark greens, and I also believe in avoiding clutter. I'm not always good at it, but I try to at least not even let things enter. Basically, I find that things create noise, like and when there's noise and things that I'm seeing that I'm thinking about like that they shouldn't be there, that's not their place, and uh, I find it
1: distracting. So you're very clutter-free. Oh,
2: I try to be, I try to be.
1: So when you kick back and relax, what room do you go to?
2: Definitely the living room. I will say at my mom's house at the property on the vineyard here in Sebastopol, We have a beautiful patio with this long table, there's a fireplace and it's overlooking the pool and the vineyard and I mean, that's, I love having friends over and um, hosting. I've certainly learned from my mom uh, and I love hosting. That's like the best spot to host or the kitchen, the kitchen. All the action happens in the kitchen. kitchen.
1: (laughs) When you're relaxing or you're, you wanna put on some music. What kind of music do you like to listen to?
2: Ah, uh, I am apparently there's a new word for this, so I may have been quote unquote basic in my twenties and I don't know, no way. maybe I'm choo <laughs> in my thirties. This is something I just had a I've article never heard of that word. <laughs> yeah, choo So I am a like top forty I like my pop, my I like it with a twist of kinda uh Euro You know, back in the day, I loved Swedish House Mafia, Um, so I like some good dancing music. Oh boy, it's been a long time since I've been dancing, but.
1: Okay. Do you have a hobby? Do you collect anything? Do you have a sport or...
2: I... Well, so yoga yoga is very important Mm -hmm. to me. Um, My other hobbies include skiing. I Mm -hmm. love skiing. My mom put me on skis at age two. Oh, my goodness. She had plans for me to join her on skiing uh, trips and such. And uh, which she sure saw through. And Mm -hmm. I love skiing. Um, Then, of course, travel. I mean, I love... I dressage. love traveling. Dressage. I grew up horseback riding and competing in dressage. I actually, with several other women in in wine who are now colleagues, and it's a beautiful, beautiful sport. Um, yeah, spent a lot of time on dressage.
1: Is there something that people might be surprised to learn about you? Something that you did as a child or something way out of the ordinary?
2: Well... I mean, here's a fun, like, anecdote. Uh, One, at least I think it's fun. So before I was clear-eyed, which was at an early age, very early age, that I was clear-eyed about uh, carrying on my mom's legacy and continuing her story here in Sonoma County, I thought that the best job would be working as a grocery store checkout clerk. Okay. Because (laughs) I love... People and all that, like seeing people all day and greeting customers and stuff. And then I really like the like black and white nature of ringing someone up and like checking things off. I mean, it still probably fits with who I am, but uh, yeah, grocery store checkout. You know, if I hadn't been, if I hadn't joined this business, who knows? <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, I think that might surprise people for sure. <laughs>
2: Oh, I will say, although I am an only child, uh, there are two dogs. Um, So although, as you know, I do have a wine named after me, well, guess what? The dogs also have wines named after them. So, But my wine's more expensive, so I will take that.
1: You have done quite a bit of traveling through various careers and probably just leisurely. Is there a particular trip that has great meaning or you have wonderful memories of that you can share? Oh
2: boy you're you're right I'm very fortunate I've traveled a lot in fact this fact I have these fun facts that like if I share with the wrong person I sound uh, pretty darn privileged uh, (laughs) which I am pretty darn privilege. But I had visited well, all lucky. Yeah, lucky. <laughs> yeah. I had visited all seven wonders of the world by age 21. Oh my goodness. Yes. I'm a, a list checker. Fact. Yeah. A uh, box checker. Um, I think, you know, here's a pretty cool one. When I was at Wharton, I went on a Wharton-led leadership trip. Um, kind of practicing or working on leadership in very extreme circumstances. And I chose a trip to go camping in Antarctica. <laughs> yeah, I went camping in Antarctica
1: oh and it God. was,
2: yeah, that was that was only like four years, I don't know, five, five years ago. Oh my goodness. It was something, it was the middle of their summer So it was beautiful, long days and not crazy, crazy cold, but I mean, it was still cold. still Antarctica, pretty, pretty pretty cool camping, backpacking. So so what did you learn? Oh, the purpose,
1: the purpose was to learn something leadership, right?
2: Yes. Leadership, you know, (laughs) I think that upon reflection, um, our, we had, we were, you're in these groups of six of what's called a rope team. And so my rope team, we were all quite conflict averse. Um, I'm still pretty conflict averse, but at the same time, like there was one time that I just kind of snapped and yeah, I think that a lesson is that when you're on a team, whether, I mean, we're all leading in our own way um, to address to address and communicate what's on your mind, what um what you're trying to do together and, and what isn't sitting with you well, how important that is. Even if all six of us are very conflict diverse, uh how important that is.
1: Bucket list items. Are there any <laughs> left on your bucket list? There are, <laughs> there are.
2: Okay, top of the list is um a visit to Egypt. Oh. That I think would be absolutely fascinating. So much history there. Absolutely.
1: So much I history. I can't believe you haven't been. Yeah, huh? right?
2: right. right. <laughs> um, What else? Argentina was at the top of my list, and we did, my mom and I did a fantastic trip there just two years ago. I mean, there's some beautiful islands. I'm probably not so much of like a beach vacation person. Actually, not. Yeah, that's and just it not me. And it probably wouldn't
1: be on your bucket list no, anyway.
2: no. But, oh, like... Like the galapagos islands like madagascar all of the cool stuff in terms of um you know darwin's work right. um, that would be fascinating okay
1: too. i have to ask have you like skydived or
2: oh no no i haven't no
1: would you do that
2: you know i might i might i I've gone like zip lining in oh, costa rica because right. this is christina torres we're talking about um but yeah i think probably as long as it doesn't involve i am a bit claustrophobic so i'm as long as i trust like the people who have put something together that sounds pretty cool it sounds very cool what don't about, put me in like a small space down underground
1: that is not so probably not scuba diving yeah no not no. scuba diving no what that about sounds a, very scary what about going in a race car
2: Oh, I don't think I would enjoy no.
1: that. That sounds like mm, yeah, no, no.
2: Maybe it's because I grew up. My mom is quite the spirited driver. I'll put it oh. that way. <laughs> okay. On that note,
1: let's let's wrap things up with five quick questions. Yeah. Okay. I feel inspired to ask this one right away. What kind of car do you drive? <laughs> oh,
2: I have a Chevy Volt. I am very uh, sustainability and environmental footprint is very important to me.
1: Okay. Which favorite flower? Oh, I mean These are five. Some like white roses. All right, all right, all right. I'm an overthinker. I'm an overthinker. White roses. Oh, I'm one of my people. I love white roses. If you were a crayon, what color would you be?
2: Ooh, like a teal or a dark blue.
1: Okay. Who is one of your favorite who is one of your favorite (laughs) actors or actresses? Drew Barrymore. Okay. And If you had a choice, would you pick ice cream or potato chips? Ice cream. Okay, there you go. Although I'll take both, please, but yes. (laughs) Christina, so much fun chatting with you today. Thank you so much for the great conversation. Thank you. Thanks for having me,
2: Michelle. It was lots of fun.
0: Visit WineCountryWomen.com to join our exclusive list so you can be the first to learn about upcoming offers and events. Grab a glass and join us next week for a new edition of Wine Country Women.